0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 29th, 2016. Holy living, be humble. So be humble, that's our focus this morning as we conclude our series on holy living, be humble.
1: Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones.
0: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And I meant Wednesday night for the youth group, not Sunday night. (laughs) It's Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. We are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we thank you for today, a day when we could gather freely and worship your holy name. God, you do give us the ultimate freedom, but uh, we do recognize those who have given us Our freedom in this land and so we again say thank you and Lord now may we open up our hearts that we would receive your word and be changed and transformed by it we pray this in your name in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit amen
0: amen so we've been looking at the book of first Peter found in the New Testament, second half of the Bible. This was a letter that the disciple Peter wrote to a group of exiles living in Asia Minor, encouraging them as they faced persecution from the culture around them. He encouraged them to to live lives that were holy, that were different, that were set apart for the Lord. In the fifth and final chapter, the chapter we will focus on this morning, his emphasis is on being humble. Let's jump in.
1: To the elders among you, to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away.
0: And so Peter begins by addressing the elders. Now that's kind of an interesting word in church world. In some denominations, ours included, elder is a type of of ordination of clergy. Carrie, Laurie, I are, are what they call ordained elders in the United Methodist Church. In some other denominations like the Presbyterian Church. An elder is a lay person who's on the leadership board of that church. My parents, for example, were elders in the church where, in which I grew up. Both of these ideas, though, of elder come from the biblical concept of an elder being someone who is valued for their wisdom and holds a, a position of responsibility in a Christian group, uh, especially in a church. Uh, the elder is usually older as the wisdom this person has and the respect this person receives usually comes from age and experience, both of which obviously take time. We find elders, though, not just in the church, but we find them throughout cultures around the world.
1: Older, huh?
0: Maybe that's why they changed that first letter so it wasn't quite as painful. Elder.
1: Elder. All right. There you go. All right, so we have Peter who wrote this book. Peter addresses the elders, and he is addressing them and telling them to be shepherds to those under their care. Be shepherds. We've talked a lot about shepherds uh, in the last six months. Shepherds go to extreme lengths to protect their flocks, even laying their lives down for their flocks if necessary. And so Peter encourages the elders in the church to do this, putting their lives up, not because they have to, but because they want to, because this is what God has asked them to do, serving others rather than serving themselves, doing whatever they can, not for personal gain, but to edify to build up others, not lording it over uh, people under their care, but to be an example as a leader, a servant leader, and how a servant leader behaves. And we read in Scripture that their reward will come when the chief shepherd appears. The chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. When the chief shepherd appears, they, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away.
0: So has been has been true throughout this series. Peter's words to the exiles in Asia Minor ring true for us right here at Connection Church as well. The elders, the leaders here, are called to serve as shepherds of this flock. Caring, not using the position to take advantage. It's true for our leaders who are on our leadership team, our leaders who are on staff, Uh, leaders who will be voting in at that annual church uh, conference coming up uh, for finance, for staff parish relations, for lead team, for, um, uh, I'm sorry, for staff parish relations trustees and nominations. Also includes leaders of the various uh, serving ministries, and it's especially true here in the small groups where the leader is called to care for, to shepherd, to, to nurture those in his or her care. As leaders in this congregation, whatever area or group we are in charge of, we have a huge responsibility to not only lead, but to serve and to shepherd those we are leading.
1: Continuing on, verse 5. In the same way, you who are younger submit yourselves to your elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because... God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Hmm.
0: So up to this point, Peter has been addressing the elders, the older, wiser members of the faith community. But in first, verse 5 here, he flips to talk to the younger members of that same community, the ones who are being guided, who are being schooled, who are being shepherded by the elders. Peter tells them here to submit themselves to the elders. Other other Bible versions translate this to say, accept the authority of the elders, be subject to the elders, be submissive to those who are older. Be, um, the, the Greek word that's translated here, submit, can also be translated, be obedient to or under the control of. These are tough words, very tough challenge here. Lori talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago when she was focusing on honor in this series. Who here truly enjoys being under the authority of somebody else? Who, who here really likes that word obey when it's not you uh, uh, being obeyed to, but having to do the obeying? And what who, if you
1: don't agree with the elder?
0: Who here likes being somebody's under somebody's control? Let's see those hands. <laughs> About the same responses we had first service. Under, absolutely underwhelming. Yeah, of course we answer that way, don't we? Because we don't like that, do we? We don't like coming under somebody else's control. No matter how much that person's looking out for us, our well-being, putting um, ourselves under the authority of another voluntarily is tough. And and here again, as Peter's talking to the exiles in Asia Minor, he's talking to us here at CCC. God puts people, elders in positions of leadership and positions of authority and calls calls the others to submit to their leadership tough as it is
1: it requires what peter talks about in the second half of verse 5 he says all of you clothe yourselves with humility all of us clothe ourselves with humility so he's just not sharing this with the younger crowd he's sharing this with all of us we should all dress in that way now it's a very interesting kind of way to teach us clothe ourselves in humility so when we think about dressing ourselves you've heard of the you know the thing dress for success there's books on it there's all kinds of things about that and um, you know, if we really want to get honest, we do kind of dress for success. We try to. I, I get really paranoid on Sunday morning. I used to keep a chart, and I just said, I'm not going to do this anymore. But, like, what happens if I wear the same thing in one month?
0: I share your pain.
1: I mean, it's like, or, you know, does this make me look fatter or this or that? I mean, really? Really? So don't we kind of think about those things at times? Guys. <laughs> or if we're going to go out for a nice meal, I'm going to wear something different than when we're eating at home. <laughs>
0: or if Oh, I'm, that explains everything.
1: <laughs> if I'm working in the yard, I'm wearing something different than if I Well, I was going to say go to the grocery store, but that is not true.
0: Because I do most of the shopping. You know what? I used to to do
1: that, and I don't care anymore. So if you see me, you know. But anyway, there are times, and here's kind of a tough thing, and none of us want to admit this, but there's times when we try to dress for people to notice us, like to get attention, perhaps.
0: I hear it. What Peter is talking about here. Is virtually the opposite of what Carrie was just talking about. Clothe yourselves with humility. Of course, he's not talking about actual clothing, but taking on a spirit of humility. Surround yourself with a humble nature. Now, that doesn't mean that you grovel, that you discount your personal value, that you allow yourself to be a doormat or even be abused by someone else. And instead, it means that you are free from pride and arrogance free of thinking better of yourself than of those around you. It means you recognize that you are inadequate in and of yourself, but that in Jesus Christ, you are all that you are supposed to be. Clothing yourself with humility does, does not mean that you act like a wimp, but instead you realize that Jesus gives you all the strength you need to love others as you're called to do. Amen.
1: Now at the end of Uh, verse 5, in 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter quotes the Old Testament. Remember, they knew the scriptures. They knew the Old Testament scriptures. And so Peter quotes Proverbs 3, verse 34. But God opposes the proud. God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Let's read that together again. God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. God opposes the proud. Now, when we think about pride, talked about this a lot, too, because it's kind of a really big sin, and we all suffer from it. But what's the letter and you know, right smack dab in the middle, pride? I, absolutely. With pride, I take that I from the middle of the word, and put that I in the middle of the world. When I have pride, I put myself in the middle of the universe. I put myself above needs of others. We think it's safe to say that pride is at the center of all sin. I'd like to say that again. Pride is at the center of all sin because no matter what sin we commit, it's because we're not really following or submitting to the will of God, but to our own selves. So, pride in one form or another is at the center of all sin. When I sin, I place myself ahead of God, ahead of God's will for me, ahead of others. That's what pride is me first me last, me in the middle. It's all about me. Pride.
0: Yeah, God favors the humble, and humility is the opposite of pride. We're talking about true humility, not false humility. Maybe you've been across somebody who's being falsely humble, you know, and that's almost a prideful thing, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be humble in this situation. You, you can't pretend it, can you? No, you got to wear it like He says when we humble, have a humble spirit, it's not about us. It's about God and others. When I have a humble spirit, I'm third. We used to have a series here, I am second. You know, God's first, but it's actually I'm third. God's first. Others are second. I'm third. It's like we say here, I-N-A-M, I-N-A-M. It's not about me. It's where we find our joy is in the humble spirit, in that order, J-O-Y, Jesus, others, and then you self, me. Over and over and over and over and over again throughout the scriptures, we read of how God loves a humble heart. God loves a true spirit of humility.
1: And it's so timely to talk about humility today when we talk about and recognize those who put their lives on the line for us in the country. And I want to tell you something. We planned this message series months ago, not realizing that uh, 1 Peter chapter 5 fell on Memorial Weekend. So the Holy Spirit works way, way ahead of time. And I find that absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Carrie and Alan, are you led by the Holy Spirit? Like, well, yeah, Holy Spirit can talk months ahead in addition to the moment. Absolutely. 1 Peter 5, verses 6 and 7. That's
0: what it says. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares for you.
1: In our humility, we recognize our humanity we recognize our fallenness. In our humility, we recognize our sin. In our humility, we realize and recognize how we've turned from God, how we've distanced ourselves, how we tend to be self-reliant. In our humanity, there's this aha. Let's, oh, I need to be about my father's business not about my business in our humility it's when we recognize our very need for salvation it's when we recognize that we are lost without Jesus absolutely lost actually we're dead while we're walking around because we can't be alive unless we're in Christ alive in Christ It's in our humility that we recognize our need for the one who offers us grace. Grace, unmerited love. Grace is a gift. Here, Jesus says to you, I love you. Accept the relationship. What do I have to do? Absolutely nothing. Just receive it. Receive the relationship. And then those things that we do are really a thank you note to God for our salvation. It's in our humility that we ask for forgiveness for our sin. The hardest thing, too, is to forgive ourselves. I was with someone recently who had asked for forgiveness about something, but was still hanging on to it, couldn't forgive themselves. Forgive yourself. God has erased it when you ask for forgiveness with a true and repentant heart. You are forgiven, and that's grace, and that's us in a position of humility. It was with humility that Jesus went to the cross, all the way to the cross, to willingly die for each one of us. And it's in our humility that we turn to the cross, that we keep our eyes focused on Christ, on the cross as a symbol of our salvation.
0: On the other hand, humility is important, it's crucial in our battle against spiritual arrogance. Must always be on guard against feelings of superiority when it comes to our relationship with God or God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Feeling that uh, I'm in a different position than you because I've been walking uh, longer or deeper, or I have gifts different than you have, and so God has got me more tightly in his hand. Got to be very much on guard. His scripture reminds us all. <laughs> doesn't say some, many, few. It says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that includes you, and that includes me, and that includes everybody else. Not one of us is exempt, and therefore, we are all in need of a humble spirit. All of us need to seek humility at all times, all places.
1: Being humble is not always easy. (laughs) It's really not, because our nature is to think about ourselves. You know, we come into this world, think about a newborn baby. Wow, I'm hungry. Wow, I need to be changed and do it now. And then as we grow up, we have to learn how to shed those kinds of behaviors and realize, and it's a hard, it's a life of hard knocks, realizing that it isn't all about us. We like recognition. As much as we don't want to admit it, we do like recognition. And it's challenging because. A spirit of humility, of putting others first, um, kind of backs away for that need for recognition. We work for the Lord. And if we do things wanting the accolades, we will always run short. We will always fall short. Yes, it's important for us to encourage one another. But if that is why we're doing what we're doing, then it's not with the Spirit of God and find something else to do. It's important to be humble. It's important to know that and believe that God created you. God values you. God loves you more than you could ever imagine to the point of sacrificing his one and only son. And God encourages each one of us in the spirit of humility through God the Father, Jesus Christ His Son, and by the Holy Spirit. That's how it works. We're encouraged by the Trinitarian nature of God.
0: Mm. And so we get our value from God, not ourselves. I don't need to draw attention to me when it is God who ultimately gives me His divine attention. We can rely on Him, as the Scripture said, cast all our cares and worries and anxieties on Him because He cares for you, for me, for us.
1: It's when we seek our attention from other than God that we really do get in trouble. We find ourselves in trouble when we do that. The evil one is so very Aware of our hot points I just had I didn't share this the last service but I just had an instance on Thursday night where I realized that I was acting like the older brother in the prodigal wow I'm doing this I'm doing that whoa everybody else is having this fun no I needed to repent for that behavior and do what I need to do for God, not for a thank you. And I just repent for that. The evil one is so aware of our hot spots and wants to knock us off course. The evil one is ready to give us the attention that we seek. I'm going to say that again. The evil one is ready to give us the attention that we seek. And so I want to share what Peter says in verses 8 and 9. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings.
0: Satan loves it when we are other than humble, when we focus on ourselves rather than God and others. He loves it when we face those challenges and we start feeling sorry for ourselves and we start having those little pity parties when we ask that little question, what about me? Am I the only one that does that? You don't have to put your hands up because I know I'm not. You know, it's those times when we start feeling a a little neglected, a little less.
1: I like that, a little neglected.
0: Well, because I'm gonna talk about those times when I feel a little neglected, you know, a little less than at the center of Carrie's attention and affection at those times when I say to myself, and maybe even out loud, what about me? What about me? And it's at those times that I open the door to some possible bad feelings, bad thoughts, bad choices, bad decisions. Notice the common word there is bad. When I start having those little pity parties for me, that's the time that I open the door wide for Satan. And I invite him to fill that gap that I've created by looking to carry or whoever for my worth and attention rather than looking to God for those things. You see, it's God, and it's God alone who I get my true and real value from. And that's what we need to remember. We like the attention and uh, affection of those around us, but our true value can only come from the Lord. And it's God and God alone to whom I must turn to realize that.
1: So, Satan's ready to fill in the void, to fill in the gaps. We need to be on alert, on alert. We need to be on guard. As Peter says, the devil's waiting for us for this, as a roaring lion is waiting for someone to devour. That does not sound good to me. And we are in good company. That's why it's important to be together in small groups, in corporate worship, pray for one another to help build one another up in love. The closer we get to Christ, sometimes the more we feel like we're under attack. And Satan wants our eyes to go this way or that way instead of this way. So be on guard as Peter says, I love this. He says, "Stand firm." So the next time and it could be when you leave here today and you feel like you're like getting tugged or something like that, just think, "Stand firm." on the word. Stand firm. Say, stand firm. Yeah, so when you're at work tomorrow and somebody says something you don't like and you're getting ready to go like that, stand firm.
0: You're like what? (laughs) Two claws.
1: Because when we're like that, what comes out is not of God. When we're like that, our thoughts aren't of God. Stand firm on the word. Stand firm and pray. Sometimes when I'm feeling like somebody's doing that to me, I'm just like, pray, 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 pray while they're talking to me and I might not even hear what they're saying because I'm pray, pray. Jesus, I know that you're, you know, pray. And you know what? The fruit of the spirit will come out and you're going to be okay. Stand firm, pray. Pray.
0: You know, humility is not always easy, but it's crucial. It's essential. God calls us to be humble because God knows that a humble spirit brings us closer to Him and the life that He envisions for you and for me. And so we encourage you, we challenge you to continually seek a humble spirit, a a spirit of humility that helps us to, to ever be more Christ like in what we do. Seek a humble spirit. That's an absolutely crucial part of holy living. Amen? Amen. That's the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Hey, let's pray. Most holy God, uh, you call us to be humble. Sometimes we're not so good at it. Please give us strength and courage to realize our true value comes from you. Please help us to not seek attention but to focus on you and those around us we ask these things in the name of father son and holy spirit lord connection church said amen thank you for joining us for our podcast for more information about connection community church in middletown delaware please visit our website at justshowup.church you can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692 connection community church connecting people with